ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. The federal Labor government held on to the seat of Dunkley at Saturday's by-election, but not without a swing against them towards the Liberal Party. There's been no shortage of political spin and analysis on the results, with both major parties claiming some success. But there'll be pressure to deliver more for voters by the next federal election. Richard Miles is the Deputy Prime Minister and the Minister for Defence. Minister, welcome to RN Breakfast. Morning, Sally. How are you? Very well. Labor suffered a swing of 3.7%. What lessons do you think the government needs to take from Dunkley? Well, I think every time there is an election, it's an opportunity for the Australian people to speak, in this case, the people of Dunkley. Um, and we are very, uh, we will be very careful in hearing that message. And, and we'll go through these results in a lot of detail to uh, really understand what is being said here. Um, and, and you know, we, we want to learn everything we can from this result. Uh, I mean, it is a matter of historical fact that there uh, it tends to be swings against government in by-elections, but that said, uh, we do want to understand exactly all that's happened here. But uh, in the same breath, uh, the fact that our primary vote held up, given how popular Peter Murphy had been as a, as a local member, I think says a lot about the campaign that Jodie Bellier ran. Um, we feel very confident about uh, our Prime Minister, and he was a big part of the campaign. Uh, he was there uh, the day before and the day of the election. Uh, that is in stark contrast to the Leader of the Opposition, who, who really had a very small presence in the campaign, wasn't there on election day at all. Um, and I think it is clear that the policies that we put in place around uh, cost of living, particularly Labor's tax cuts, um, were well received. And But we will continue to work card on uh, cost of living issues right through until the next election. In the federal budget, how much of a consideration will you be giving as a government to cost of living, particularly when you look at some of the the booths from uh, Dunkley in areas where people are really battling at the moment? Yeah, well, I'm obviously not going to go into the, the, the federal budget, but I, I think it is right to say that um, cost of living pressures are the issue which is facing Australians right now. I mean, we all know that um, we've seen a, a globally high inflationary environment um, and that is, we're not immune from that and, and people are doing it tough. Um, it, it is at the heart of why we put in place uh, our tax cut policy, which does see the vast bulk of Australian taxpayers better off as a result of what we're putting forward. But that's not by any means the only policy that we've had in relation to cost of living, um, you know, more affordable childcare, cheaper medicines and the like. And we will be thinking each and every day right through until the next election about how we can uh, continue to ease the burden of cost of living pressures. Richard Miles, let's go to the ASEAN uh, Special Summit, which is being held in Melbourne this week. Uh, what's the government aiming to, to get out of this? Uh, what do you look to, to happen? Well, firstly, it's, it's very historic uh, what we uh, are seeing in Melbourne today. I mean, we, other than Myanmar, of course, we will have every ASEAN leader here over the course of the next two days uh, as part of our bilateral summit between Australia and ASEAN. And, and that that says so much about the place that Australia holds in ASEAN's consciousness. Obviously, from Australia's point of view, you know, we've got hundreds of millions of people in Southeast Asia to our north. 
north, there is a huge economic opportunity there. We do have a significant economic relationship now, but we can do more. Uh, and in a security sense, really, Australia's national security lies not so much on the on our coastline, but but much further to the north. And, you know, the defence of Australia doesn't really mean that much unless we have a stable, a secure, and a safe um, Southeast Asia. And so, uh, greater security cooperation, greater defence to defence cooperation with countries in Southeast Asia is very much on our agenda, has been again over the last uh, 21 months and, and we'll be looking to do more. Realistically, are you expecting any kind of breakthrough on Myanmar at all? Uh, well, Myanmar has has been uh, a topic of conversation um, uh, within ASEAN itself, of course, and we have been having those conversations with uh, ASEAN itself. Um, you know, we we want to see a return to democracy in Myanmar, um, and you know, ASEAN is very very focused on uh, what it can do to bring about um, a a return to democracy in that country. We, we will clearly talk with uh, ASEAN about that, um, but it, it forms a pretty significant uh, regional issue uh, within within ASEAN, of course. Is uh, AUKUS still possible if Donald Trump comes to power in the US? Yes, uh, and, and, and the reason I say that is because um, when you look at um, the support across the political spectrum in the United States, uh, well, for Australia, for our alliance, but obviously for the AUKUS arrangements specifically, it is there. And we saw that on display at the end of last year when legislation passed through the United States Congress with the support uh, of the full spectrum of, of American politics. Uh, but there was some pushback. Well, I, I, I actually think um, when you when you step back and have a look at it, um, there was uh, fulsome support across the political spectrum. I mean, yes, there is a heat and light in any legislative process in in the United States, but when we when it came to the crunch, there was support for um, Australia, but support for the AUKUS arrangements across the spectrum, and that does give us a sense of confidence um, that no matter what the result is in the present election at the end of this year, uh, AUKUS is going to enjoy the support of uh, any future American government. The incoming Indonesian uh, leader, Prabowo Subianto, do you think that he has a clean human rights record? Oh, look, I think we, we, we will work very closely um, with uh, Prabowo uh, as the next president of Indonesia. And I think Prabowo uh, is a, a strong friend of Australia. I think we can work very closely with him. Uh, I mean, these matters have been dealt with a, a lot in the past. Um, our focus in dealing with uh, Prabowo as, as the next president of Indonesia, a country which is so clearly important to us um, is on building further the bilateral relationship from where it is today. And, and I think right now, you know, we are enjoying uh, a relationship with Indonesia, which which I think is actually at a high point uh, under President Wadodo. He's very close to Prime Minister Albanese. And I think we can look forward to a Prabowo presidency of Indonesia and our relationship with uh, with that country growing even stronger. So do you think that the human rights concerns they've been dealt with fully in your view? I, I, I think uh, the, the, the focus of our relationship 
um, with Prabowo is as the, the next elected president uh, of Indonesia and taking our relationship with that country uh, to the, the, the next step forward, which I'm, I'm very confident that we can do under Prabowo's leadership. He is a strong friend of Australia. He knows our country well. He's studied here, um, has, has a deep affection for, for Australia, and that augurs well in terms of the future of the Australian-Indonesian bilateral relationship. In your own department, the Department of Defence, when we look at the the public service, the the civilians in the Department of Defence, do they have a right to disconnect? People in defence do have a right to have uh, periods where they are not on call. Um, And it it is obviously national security um, is something which happens around the clock. But uh, if you want to get the best out of people, you need to give people an opportunity uh, to have time where they it is their time and, and they're not on call. And so, so the answer to that question is yes. That's Minister, thank you very much. Thanks, Sally. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.